With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome to Primetime Kitchen here on Real Radio 104.1, the show that is dedicated to living, loving, and learning about all things delicious. I happen to be Jim Colbert. I happen to be Heather McPherson. That's right. You can find us on Facebook at Primetime Kitchen. As always, we want to send a big thank you out to the guys at Wassie's Meats in Melbourne. Love these guys. Biggest big green egg dealer in all of Florida. And yes, you can get the best price ever. And Heather? Yes? Right now is your opportunity to get the deal of the millennia. On a big green egg, and here's how. So the Egg Fest is coming up April 28th. Yes, right? it's on the it calendar. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. Much bigger uh, facility with more room, more vendors, more cooking, more food, more demos, more everything. What happens is this. Well, they All the people who come in and cook, well, they provide the egg for them, and then they sell the eggs afterwards. Oh. So they're called demo eggs. Yeah. They have, uh, and I think they have three. Only used once? They only used the one day. That's it. Only only that weekend. And trust me, I'll tell you, this is a lifetime warranty thing. Uh, matter of fact, Janice Wassey herself just told me last week, I think they, they had to warranty and give a brand new big green egg to an egg that was like 16 years old because it cracked. And they replaced it 100% free, sent them on their way. Wow. So they have larges, extra larges, and I think a couple double XLs as well. Call Wassies now, get online, and buy your demo egg. The weekend goes over, you go over, pick up your egg for hundreds of dollars less. I had no idea. An egg, a nest, and I believe a convector, convector, whatever they call it. Uh, all of that is under seven hundred dollars. Now, just to give you an idea, that is that's that's a bargain. The egg itself, without the nest, which is that thing it rolls around in, uh-huh. that alone would be over seven. So you're getting like basically two things for free. But you got to call and 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 buy because they only have three. I think they have three hundred of them that they put out or something like that. No, not maybe not even that. But they sell them all in advance, and uh, it's just one of those things where they they want them sold. And it's the best opportunity you can to save as no much kidding. money. So, again, that's Wassie's Meats. We really appreciate them. Wassie's.com over there. And they've been the uh, key sponsor of this and show. And if I can add, it's the while. best place to, you know, if you live in Lake Mary, you know, somewhere, whatever, it's the best place to drive to shop <laughs> it's, because you can sort of make a day out of it. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Put your cooler in your car to yep. fill up, but they got good stuff there. And they do. They have a, 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 a deal with Yeti where they have all the Yeti stuff, shoe knives, which is the knife I use, and their wall of flavor, which is marinades, rubs, even their own. Uh, that they come out with that are very good in their meat cases, uh, second to none. Plus, they have local beers there. It's crazy. Wassies, we love those guys. Thank you so much, Wassies. So, been a busy week. It has been a busy week. You know, Jim, you look a little tired. I am tired, baby. You look a little sore. I am a little and sore. Actually, I've been peeking on Facebook. <laughs> You've been moving. Yeah, moving we, on up. Yeah, so we moved. Um, so, you know, I have four children, um, all of which I love to be gone. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they, you know, they're out of that. They're in that. They're in life. You know, they're doing life. So they're out of the house. And my wife and I had a, a lake come over in Maitland. And it was a lot to maintain for just two people. We live basically in two rooms of it. So we'd been toying with the idea of downsizing for quite a while. It really isn't downsized. We side-sized. We just ch- kind of changed neighborhoods and responsibilities. No pool, no yard, stuff like that. So we moved into uh, Baldwin Park here in Orlando. For you guys who podcast the show elsewhere, which you can do at, uh, at ptkradio.com. 
um, you know, it's a lifestyle change for us because we wanted something more simple where we could have more life. You know, we found right. ourselves spending weekends working on the house. And I told her, I said, I just don't want to sling hammers anymore, man. I love doing it for a while. It was a lot of fun. Get I'm, rid just, of the I'm, yard. I'm ready to live life now. I'm yeah. 50. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff going, not only with this show, but I've got my own show on Real Radio yes. now called the Jim Colbert Show, which is great. Hardest um, working man at 104.1. Yeah. Nothing. All I have is three <laughs> Sorry, shows. Jack. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. No, Jack still works harder. I know. Um, but, uh, you know, so this move was one of those things where, we, you know, it was a move to embrace life, you know, to a, to kind of um, take away some of the responsibilities from living in a house. So we did that. And, of course, it is a lot of work. We hired a moving company. Sento Movers are local. They're the greatest. I mean, the I could not recommend them higher. They care more about myself than I care about it. Um, <laughs> well, and, and also, let's just talk about this is a three-story townhouse. It's a four-story townhouse. Four-story Even townhouse. Worse. townhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so that is not like just moving things into your no. ranch-style Florida home. No, no, no. It's no, not. No, It's no. all up. It it's is all up. up. And, and it, it doesn't is. always fit. You have like a lift or an elevator. Yeah, we have an elevator. You're fancy. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. fancy. No, it was there when we got it. That was even part of the buying thing. It just turned out, hey, check it out. That's but you a- can't put a couch or a bed frame in that. <laughs> no, you know? When I looked at it, I was like, hey, check it out. they got a three-story closet. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't go all the way up to oh the top. Oh, my God. God bless Tori. <laughs> it, stops much, it lets me off right at my bedroom, which I love. I pet my dogs and I go uh, zip up to the bedroom. But um, So that was brutal. I'm still doing it. You know, uh, Actually, until earlier this week, I was uh, still moving stuff. And uh, tomorrow is the Crime Line Chili Cook-Off. We cannot wait. Which is going to be bananas. You're going to be out there as a judge. Yep. Um, plus, I think half the Real Radio staff is going to be out there. Uh, Chris DeMarco, Scott Maxwell, writers from the Sentinel, buddies of yours. I think, is Lauren coming? Lauren Delgado? Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember if she was or not, but I think Lauren's coming out. She was. Uh, she's the uh, head food writer for the uh-huh. Sentinel right now. Um, I don't know if Fiaz is coming or not. I don't know if uh, Barb knows Fiaz. I don't think he's coming. From the coming. weekly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's the real, usually real radio dominates the judging panel. Yeah, 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 sure and then right. we also have some people from the sheriff's department as well who join us on stage. 100%. But, it, you know, five bucks gets you in. You're we've very been, safe. We've been doing this for 10 <laughs> years. Oh, and by the way, i got to send another thank you out. We've been doing this for 10 years. And, guys, I will tell you straight up, you know, so, of course, on radio we get paid to sell stuff. There's no question we get paid to sell stuff. In my situation, because I've been doing this a while, I get to pick and choose whom I sell or what I sell. That's a rarity for the record. It is. It's a rarity. It's just being so cantankerous that nobody ever wants <laughs> to do anything other than when you say, that's what I'll do, yeah. and that's what I want to yeah. do. Um, I could not endorse Crimeline more heavily. I could not give them a bigger endorsement uh, because it's run by one of the one of the sweetest, nicest, purest people I've known in a long time, Detective Barb, and we like to support. $5 is all it costs. You get in, you get all the tasting chilies, plus you get a full bowl of Crimeline chilies and another partner of this show, Beambo Bakeries. These guys have come on board, and they're giving out 1,500 hot dogs. Wow. While it's going on. So imagine getting a hot dog and then taking some of your favorite chili and pouring oh. it right on top, making your own chili dog right there. You know, I, this is the, this is the one that my husband loves to come with. Now that you've thrown hot dogs into the mix, too, usually don't see him at all. I'm up on, I'm through judging. I'm texting him. You know, he's like still making another round tell him with come chili. Ho- tell him to come holler at me for beer. Okay. I'll be I bringing will. some special stuff. Okay. Not really. But now, now hot dogs on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, five bucks for a family. You get in, it's great. Uh, go to Route 46 Park, buy your bands there, and then when they drop you off, you literally walk right in. Into the chili cook-off, and off you go. Uh, the guys from the Monsters of the Morning, of course, our, our whole crew is going to be there. They'll have their Monster Mystery Chili. Uh, plus, <laughs> plenty of professionals are going to be there. Boo from uh, Bubbaloos and Steve from Porky's are both going to be there competing. Um, and then a bunch of other great businesses. A great vendors and show and, up, too. And, yeah. the, and the cops are cooking like crazy, too. I tell you what, some of the best 
The cops Co- can cook. The, yeah, the law enforcement chilies are impressive. The cops can cook. They, yeah. they listen. They take it seriously. There's a lot of bragging rights yep. on the line here. So I hope you guys join us out there for that. That's going to be a good time. But that, by the way, the big thank you goes to Second Harvest and Greg Higgerson, his entire crew over there, allowing me to go in this week and cook my chili in the commercial chicken, uh, commercial kitchen. Over, <laughs> I want to be a commercial chicken. <laughs> that actually sounds better. <laughs> Somebody, I can just a, see you now in the costume. Do I'll, not tempt Casey and I to buy you a chicken costume. Not just a chicken costume, a commercial, commercial chicken. chicken. Right. So his their big kitchen where we cooked for um, Second Harvest when we did our fundraiser out catering there. for good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they're going to give me a corner so I can use the steam kettle and the tilt skillet to go over there and do because we're making ten gallons right. of chili heather. It's uh, it's no joke. I mean, that's a you need little, some room and you need to be able yeah. to do it right. Yeah. So they were very nice. Let me do that. So a big thank you, of course. You don't really need another reason to help Second Harvest, no, uh, not because they help me for sure, but um, uh, just shows you the kindness in their heart. They're actually, you know, their their Thursday schedule is one of the more busy days, and uh, they were able to wedge out some time and aside for me to uh, help me out, which I will uh, never forget, and I'll always be indebted. And there's a good chance they may um, participate next year. They this year their schedule was really Too busy and couldn't do it, but Lynette Jarvis, who's head of catering for good, yeah. and um, Chef Jill, who's in the, the kitchen, just thinks that next year they're going to be out at Crime Line with us, raising awareness for what they do, along with law enforcement. I think it's really yeah. great. It's, actually, it's a great family day. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, the music is great. Oh, yeah, Angel DJing, yeah, from yeah. Monsters, he's great. It's it's going to be fun. Seminole Harley-Davidson, too, also is just always a wonderful sponsor as well. Couldn't be better. Yeah. I mean, really, what a great event. Um, You know what? Um, I don't want to dominate the conversation, but I wanted to tell you something I learned. You know, we have a what guest coming up learn? a little bit later in the show. Actually, next segment, Frank Anderson, uh, who cooks at the Res Grill. It's actually his entire menu, and that's at Seminole Hard Rock over in Tampa. Yep. Um, and we're going to talk to him and find out, you know, the whole idea of cooking inside a casino. There's some, uh, there's some pre. Do you buffet? Do you, <laughs> yeah. can you trust a $6 prime rib? Yeah. No. So uh, we, we're going to talk to him about that uh, next segment. But I got reminded of something this week and that sometimes I do forget. And I think uh, we'll talk to Frank about it as well. Um, so, you know, we moved in and even though our stuff is still like everywhere. So we are not cooking. I have not cooked a meal in my new place yet because just, I don't know where anything is. <laughs> Um, and including the food, it's riding somewhere in my garage. Um, so we walked cause I live walking distance from the, from the downtown area there. And for people who don't know, uh, Baldwin Park's kind of an enclosed, almost kind of Truman show type neighborhood where you can walk to everything, you know, uh, Gators Dockside, there's a five guys, CVS, is Osprey all Tavern, Osprey Tavern, oh Sushi. I mean, it's, it's yeah. awesome. They have a little Italian spot down there. I don't even know the name of the restaurant. It's just the Italian spot that's down there. And we went in, it was late. We were tired cause we've been moving, sat down. And uh, ordered a meal. It was like a calzone, which was delicious. And it came with a salad. And our salad came out first. And this was the salad. It was uh, romaine lettuce. Or excuse me. Yeah, yeah, romaine lettuce. The really, you know, real nice, uh, um, you know, big bulky pieces, fresh. It was slivered red onion, olive, and cucumber. And it was dressed with our house dressing, which was your stereotypical kind of vinegar and oil. No herbs, just a, a really well-made vinegar and oil dressing. And I and I started eating it, and I couldn't stop. To the point, so where my wife looked at me and said, "Jimmy, are you gonna? I mean, are you chewing that? Are you just are you just plunger stuffing that right, right directly down, yeah. into your stomach?" And I looked at it and I said, "I said this is really what every person who tries to outcook themselves by watching the cooking show should remember. Keep it simple, stupid is always going to win the case. That was a perfectly we talked about this balanced salad." That I couldn't get enough of, and it was it couldn't have been more simple. I mean, it mm-hmm. could, but they had the perfect amount of everything. Not too much red onion, not too much olive, not too much um, cucumber. Matter of fact, a little. It could have used one more cucumber, 
But other than that, it was perfectly made. And I, Heather, I couldn't get enough of it. And I looked at Tori and I said, you know, this is what it's all about. When we cook and we talk about cooking on this show, right. we talk about balance. And that is the definition of somebody who put together a salad that is super. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Simple, but yet so pleasing because everything hit the note it was supposed to. Absolutely. You know, you'll find that in other classic restaurants. Um, the Columbia is a great example. Florida's oldest restaurant, the Columbia, which is based in Ybor City, but we have one here in Celebration. And there's the 1905 salad. And people go, really? People want this? I remember getting tons of recipe requests for the 1905 salad. What could be an iceberg lettuce salad, olives, some some cheese, whatever? It is the balance of ingredients. And all of a sudden, it becomes a classic. Anytime I go into a great Cuban restaurant, you know, um, back in the day um, when I was down at the Sentinel and we would go down to uh, Numero Uno, right down Orange Avenue, right at Michigan Street, and there's just something simple about the just simply dressed greens. And it's a, it is amazing. This is why Japanese restaurants, I love the ginger dressing, you know, just Super a few simple. Cares. Yeah. It doesn't matter to do a whole lot. I it's, again, I just constantly remind myself, buddy. You try to outcook yourself all the time. You go yep. out there and you think by adding more stuff, it's gonna make it better. But I find myself stripping stuff down more and more and more these days. You know what else is hit a hit a? Have you ever had anything out of a an air fryer yet? No, I haven't. Do you so know? tell? Do you is this a new toy you got for Christmas or what's the deal? So my mother in law, um, who is like the greatest. She had a situation. I told she had pancreatitis, or whatever. Okay. You know, that thing would you know, really yeah. infect her, and uh, so she had to have her gallbladder removed. And of course, she had to change her diet after that was on blah 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 the whole nine yards. So she's so like, no fried. There's Southern people, man. You know, come on, right. wait, wait, come on, man. It's fried pork chops and fried chicken and green beans and everything has bacon. You know, right. we're Southern people, and of course, they said, ah, k Bosh, you know, got yeah. That's got to go. No and, deep fried. No, nothing like that. So we're like, wow, I mean, how am I going to get that that profile, that texture and that, you know, that fried thing that happens, that umami of fried, you know? And uh, so somebody suggested an air fryer. Well, we got them one for Christmas. And my father-in-law is, I'll just say it like this, used to be a bouncer at the barn. So when it comes to okay. and when it comes to <laughs> air frying and sushi, he considers that alien. Like I mean, it's alien. <laughs> but let me tell you, man, they have been destroying that thing, and they've been telling me it is crazy. And so I think Tori put something on Facebook, and man, people are coming out of the woodwork like this air fryer is for real. I mean, it's crazy, and I I, I don't know where to, Tori wants to get one now. And we have so uh, much stuff already. Okay, and, my my bar would be set. I need an okra report. <laughs> yes, you're right. I mean, really, if, if you if you can pull off. Come Real on. and true fried okra, Come which on. I like to do in the skillet. But you know, I've oh, been yeah. to parties where you know we'll do it, we'll drop it into the other the basket iron, and stuff yeah. like that. But you know, why it's not? Skillet. We are pop, popcorn, you know, you know, which is basically what happens in your microwave. Yeah. And now people had them. Remember in the seventies, people had those air pop oh, machines. It's that the would worst. Just spit the popcorn. Out right, right. Of the yeah. Bowl. Here's some stuff to jam in your gums. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then have you fish it out. But with I'm a curious. Fork. Okay, I want one of our listeners to try to do me some air fried <laughs> right, okra I, and give me a report. I don't know if it's good. Look at that thing. I don't know. Casey has it up. Look at it. That's what it looks like. They have them at like uh, Sam's. They're a hundred bucks. 
And apparently, it is the joint, Heather. I'm serious. People are losing their mind over it. And of course, know. it's a little bit of. I think you, it's a tiny bit of like spray oil. I mean, not. I mean, it's a. It's like a mist uh-huh. of oil. Of course, not a bath of it. But uh, I'm very interested, and I think I will be. Okay, you are on okra duty for me. I am not gonna. <laughs> Try to do fright because my grandmother would come out of the grave like a uh, zombie, <laughs> oh, and beat me with her own femur bone, <laughs> stab me in the neck with it. So you bleed on that f- air fried okra, you loser. You're I, it would be worth a try. Here's my thing because everyone was asking me about those hot pots and stuff over the holidays and what have you. I just don't need another appliance. Right, right, yeah. So like, I really have to say, could I bake them? Right, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, we've all got we gotten we do the oven fried chicken, you right, know, right. and stuff like that. So and, unless I'm going to have I, bringing things into my house to dust or to take up space <laughs> as opposed to other stuff, I you have to really bring it yeah, and yeah. prove it to me. It better make some damn good yeah. fried okra. Right, yeah. Let's take a little break. We'll come back. <laughs> Frank Anderson's going to be up next. He runs the Res. It's a cool new restaurant over at Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. We'll learn all about what's going on there with Frank Anderson up next right here on Primetime Kitchen. Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back to Primetime Kitchen here on Real Radio 104.1, the show that is dedicated to living, loving, and learning about all things delicious. I am Jim Colbert. I'm Heather McPherson. And Heather, we do have a very special guest that does something kind of interesting. We've actually never spoken to anybody that cooks this kind of place, have we? Well, we haven't, and I'm so excited because this is a grand destination for people here in Central Florida. Everyone in Orlando loves to head out to the Seminole Hard Rock. Such a great, great destination. Frank Anderson, who is executive chef at the Res Grill, has done an amazing job. Just an amazing chef-driven menu out there, and I can't wait to hear about his culinary journey. Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate having me on. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. I really do appreciate it. So you cook out of Seminole Hard Rock, where I go out there and try to beat guys out of all their rent money playing poker, <laughs> and then uh, you guys have turned out some incredible food. You know, we've eaten there a number of times. Tell me about this new this project you're working on here with the Res Grill. Tell me all about it. Well, uh, it's 120 seats, uh, kind of casual dining. Um, they want to call it... Um you know, fine dining, but I, you know, I don't, I don't want any stuffiness to yeah. <laughs> to be incorporated into that. I want everybody to feel comfortable. Um, kind of a seasonal menu, clean flavors, um, definitely diverse. Um, we've got a lobster roll, we've got oysters, Ooh. we've got fresh uh, pasta that we make every day. And then we got a unique uh, section in the menu that's called table participation, which is um, some larger format stuff. We do a whole fried chicken oh. with wow. waffles and citrus butter and maple syrup <laughs> and bacon jam. And then we do a whole rack of ribs that comes with Texas toast and fries and three types of barbecue sauce. And uh, it's just really a fun menu. Is that like family style? It is then kind of family style. I love the variation well, there unique. on the service. That that is so great, and also you know the atmosphere in there. Um, you know, everyone wants that kind of date night experience that isn't so stuffy. You know, where you really feel like you've gone out and done something, but you've got that kind of, I don't know, what do you call it, Frank? And in, in, in your, it's more of a bistro. It's upscale casual. 
Yeah, but that that sounds like a, a good way. I, I heard somebody call it once. Uh, Cool cosmopolitan vibe with a casual twist. Ah, that's not <laughs> ever going to fit on a business card, Frank, and you know it. You're going to have to come up with something a little more compressed, buddy. You know what I have to ask is this. So what do Americans know about eating at casinos? Huh, I think they have a, uh, a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, I think we're trying to change that. Yeah, the eight ninety nine prime rib thing is the thing that's been joked about right. for so long in Vegas. I find it very, or the shrimp buffet, right? Sure, <laughs> I find it very interesting. I've eaten uh, um, uh, at a couple places there. I've actually eaten at the food court there and at one of the other restaurants. I, I'm slipping my name, uh, my head right now, but and I found both experiences to be extremely genuine, which is kind of weird in the casino. You don't really get that. Everything out in Vegas seems kind of synthetic until recently, of course, when the head chefs, the big guys, have gone out there and taken over. But you know, what do you think your customer expects? when they come into the casino and they come into the res grill. Do you think they're expecting stereotypical stuff and they walk out surprised? Is that kind of the goal? I think it is. You know what I mean? Um, I think people come in with, you know, some lower expectations. Um, and uh, I think, you know, we're really trying to change that. All the outlets do really great food. Um, but we're just trying to kind of change the culinary game a little bit and, and up the ante um, with, you know, some some different ingredients. Um, I, I like to keep the ingredients familiar with people, not big words that they're intimidated <laughs> by. So, um yeah. Frank Anderson's on the phone with us right now. He runs the Res Grill over at Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. Of course, you guys have been there, and so has a bunch of sweaty guys from Bush Gardens. Nothing wrong with that. Their money's still good, <laughs> Frank, and we know it. Tell me a little bit about yourself, buddy. How did you get started cooking? What's your background? How'd you wind up here? Oh, man. Um, I grew up uh, in, uh, in Maine on a potato farm. Wow. <laughs> what, what part of Maine? I have a small connection. Uh, Aroostook County. Uh, I usually don't tell many people that, but <laughs> I feel like we're family already. So I've got a buddy that has a lodge up in uh, near Jackman. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of where I was. Yeah, so I grew up on a potato farm, um, decided that wasn't going to be uh, my destiny, um, moved to Washington State, and uh, found my way into a small little cafe that, like, fed lumberjacks and uh, cooked breakfast, and somehow it just kind of came naturally to me. From there, I started traveling around the United States and uh, worked at some other uh, more fine dining hotels and um, resorts and stuff like that. Spent some time in Italy, went to school there, traveled through Switzerland, uh, Spain, Australia, a bunch of European, did a lot of cooking, and then wound up in Los Angeles where uh, I opened uh, Animal and Son of a Gun with uh, John Shook Amazing restaurants. Wow. Yes. You know, so it's, it sounds exactly like my life, which is growing up in a trailer in a small southern town and then winding up being thrown out of my house to be on a couch here in Orlando and then stumbled into a radio career. You and I basically have had the same path. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Did you have no formal training until you went overseas? Uh, I mean, technically, no. No, I'm, uh, I'm just a, a quick learner. And, um, you know, when you love something... Um, you know, I feel like you can absorb as much of that information into your head as, as possible. And you know what else I, I, I learned, Frank, is this. You know, it's so interesting, and I know that Heather will agree. She has no idea what I'm about to say. <laughs> we, we have had so many really high-level cooks, chefs, however you want to say it, come through creating unbelievable flavors. And where they got their start is at resorts. They cooked in big kitchens and saw the big mechanism turn out a lot of food or, you know, catering food or whatever. I, I, I find that really amazing. It just dawned on me that, like, man, a lot of our guys were resort people beforehand. They kind of got their their wings there. I mean, did you find that that experience really led into kind of where you wound up now? Absolutely. You know, I mean, um, 
Just just the way that those, you know what I mean? If, if you're a big resort, you have to be a well-oiled machine. Right, manage and, well. And it's a good foundation to start with. Right. You have to be able to do just about everything, don't you? I mean, just sort of filling Absolutely. in and you get a great overall view before you run run your own place. And you probably get a pretty good – you probably really get a good look of how to manage people as well because a lot of people don't give the idea of running a restaurant as a business. All they think about is the food and the drink, everybody having a great time. But behind the scenes, I mean, it can be a madhouse in these things. Do you find that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm also a guidance counselor for everybody. <laughs> With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> you answered all too quickly, my friend. You know, that's the one thing they don't tell you, even in culinary school, that, that you, yes, you were going to be the sister brother guidance counselor <laughs> and holder. Hey, uh, Frank Anderson's on the phone with us right now. He runs the Res Grill over at Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. Tell me the thing you had to fight for to get on the menu, because we know a lot of times a chef will come in. There's an ownership group. They want to set up the menu. The chef always wants to put something on there that they they really have to kind of fight for. Did you have to fight for anything on this menu, Frank? Geez, I didn't. They gave me total freedom. Wow. Great yeah, people to work for. I got, I got for. really lucky. Um, I did a tasting with um, the president, and he uh, he gave me the go-ahead. Um, you know, he only tasted probably six dishes, and he was like, we're good to go. <laughs> wow. Treat those people well. <laughs> what, do you, what do you find is, um, you know, when you cook in a place like um, like Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa, a lot of tourists come through there. Tampa's, of course, a, uh, not, a, not, a, not as transient as Orlando, but it does have it. What do you find is the most difficult thing to achieve here in Orlando? We, the chefs deal with a lot of different cultures, Frank, of course, and we talk about those hurdles when it comes to pleasing everybody as they come from around the world, whether it be a curry or whether it be uh, some more of the Asian flavors. What do you find there in your place when you try to kind of please a lot of different cultural palates? Well, I mean, I think that's one thing that's unique about the res menu is it does literally have a little bit of everything. I say that, you know, somebody that's six years old to somebody that's 80 years old can come in there and find something that, you know, will hit a home run to them. Whether, you know, we do a great burger um, that's too... um, Thin patties, almost like a smash burger. Oh, yeah. Kind of. 
um, except we up the ante with uh, caramelized onions and this uh, magic sauce, which Ooh. is my interpretation of Thousand Island dressing, and then we finish it with a veal bordelaise sauce, which is, okay. makes it very rich. It's more of a knife now. and fork burger. <laughs> right, yeah, just bring like 10 of those. That'd be good. <laughs> can, 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 do, do you deliver? <laughs> we, Frank, we need that. <laughs> Frank Anderson's on the phone. Res Grill over at Seminole Hard Rock. Um, so tell me this, man. You know, As I kind of look into the round and, and see about your travels and stuff, when you get home, we do ask a lot of chefs there, and we this show really is about like you know people kind of embracing cooking in their own home frank and i think we've actually started a tiny little movement but we tried to get all the pros to at least give our audience at the beginning a couple tips and i wanted to know if there's one thing you could kind of share with our audience as they start to cook out of their comfort zone you know no more meatloaves or or spaghetti and meatballs what is something you would kind of tell them to embrace as they move forward with that i mean i always cook from the heart and all you're doing is trying to make it taste good um is it kind of a less is more thing, you know, just sort of slowly building that that up? I find that home cooks like sort of look at a recipe and they just want to dump everything in the ingredient list in right away. Right, right. <laughs> They'll see the latest trend like, you know what, this needs whiskey. <laughs> I think a lot of people overthink the, uh, you know what I mean, the whole recipe thing. You know what I mean? A recipe is only a guideline. It doesn't have to be used that way. And I think people take it too literally when they're like, oh, it's only a tablespoon. Like, you know, well, did you taste it after you put the tablespoon? Did it need more? Did it need less? Mommy, obviously, you can never take away from. But um, I think tasting as you go is, is another key to making great food. That's 100%. Great advice. Great advice. And I got to tell you, I couldn't agree with that more. You know, as we kind of work here on the show, I cook a little bit myself and I've made some things and written the recipe down. And I always write lines in the recipes when I write them Hey, man, this is how I like it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you like more cumin or more red pepper or you like more salt or a little less this or, you know, one, you know, different mustard or whatever the case may be, you know, make it for your liking. This is just kind of a basis to get you in that realm. Agreed. Agreed 100%. When, you know, I know that, um, you know, when you're home and you're cooking and, you know, th- things that you do on your menu, but like on weekends or, you know, well, on weekends, you're probably still in your restaurant. But what is that one thing that you love to cook at home for entertaining? Well, um, a- anything with a fried egg usually makes me. Ah, yes. Whether it's, uh, you know, uh, I love my this wife man. Uh, also cooks professionally. Oh, um, so she's she's kind of taking some time off, and she's doing most of the cooking right now. And she has me eating a lot of grain bowls and uh, root vegetables and stuff like that when I get home at night. And uh, she always adds a fried egg and makes me pretty happy. Same thing with any sandwiches, burgers. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of into the fried egg thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, hey, it's a good, hey it, it is the perfect protein. I'm into the devil <laughs> egg thing right now, so you can, again, have something else to <laughs> Hey, so I know Gasparilla is about to ch- churn up over in the Tampa area. You guys uh, expect a pirate invasion, or is that too far from the water? Uh, the the Gasparilla. Yes. Well, I, I'm I'm excited to hear about and see this Gasparilla. Is this um, your first Gasparilla? I, I live right down there, so I'm oh. excited to see the parade. I tell you what, get yeah. ready. It's it's a blast. Now, you have you had time. have you had your shots? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna get inoculated uh, at least a week and a half beforehand to make sure none of that gets on you. Gotcha. <laughs> good, good advice. <laughs> hey man, I want to thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. This is Frank Anderson. He runs the Res Grill. It's at Seminole Hard Rock. Of course, you can go over there, spend a weekend, do a little gambling, have some great food, do some dancing in the clubs, great cocktails. Everything about it is good. If you had one thing to say about the restaurant that would bring people from Orlando, what would you say there, Frank? Oh, man, you really put me on the spot there. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I mean, you know, the thing is, people are going to come over anyway. I mean, if they can come over and get a good casual meal where they don't feel like they have to be in a suit and tie and then slide right out and do some gaming and stuff. Yeah, have a great absolutely. Time. You know what I mean? Um, bold flavors, clean, seasonal, and just a good time. Excellent. Again, ah, I really do appreciate kind of your time, buddy. There he is, Frank Anderson. Thanks again for your time, buddy, and we wish you the best of luck with the new project, okay? Thank you for having me on. Enjoy the rest of your day. You got Thank it, buddy. You. Okay. You're listening to Primetime Kitchen right here on Real Radio 104.1. Kitchen here on Real Radio 104.1, the show that is completely dedicated to living, loving, and learning about all things delicious. I'm Jim Colbert. I'm Heather McPherson. A minute there, I thought you were Keith Richards. I mean, <laughs> the air guitar thing was, uh, we had a was com- impressive. <laughs> we had a conversation uh, this morning while picking out... Uh, uh, while picking out music for the show, and Heather <laughs> loves that that uh, that music from that era, which I do as well. Uh, and the Stones have come up two weeks in a row. When you play Honky Tonk Woman, I said, if the Stones' music at that period in their career was a vehicle, it would be the Clampett's truck in the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> it just sounds like a jangly mess that zip tied together with drugs. And uh, but it is uh, there's and it something, works and it's classic and it will something never go away. Very magical about those loose blues, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, man, we had a bunch of stuff coming up, and that was a great interview with Frank. He was a wonderful guest. Thanks for yeah. booking that. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I moved into Baldwin. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show, and I know that we have some events coming up. We have some also some restaurants coming up. I want to talk to you about something real quick. Yes. This is a question I want to ask you, and I want you to be dead honest with me. I'm scared. And, and no, no, it, it, it's because per- you actually work in a place or work for or help. I don't even really know. I forget what your relationship is. <laughs> like when you look at Norman's place out in Mount Dora. Yes. Uh, Norman Van Aken's 1921 uh, out in Mount Dora, which in my opinion is probably one of the top three restaurants in the city of Orlando, worth driving like a thousand times over, a special occasion restaurant on fleek. I mean, it is like beyond good. With that said, it looks like that. When you look at Norman's restaurant, it looks inviting. It looks awesome. And then it pays off at the plate. Right. It pays off 100% at the bar, at the plate, service, everything about Norman's joint is is everything you expect. There's a place that just opened up, and the building is insanity. I mean, the packaging is great. But you know what I've read online, and our first experience was so bad. Well, it wasn't bad in the sense. Oh, so that, we're not going to name names? No, I, I can I can name it because you know on Facebook, someone there's an Orlando foodie um, a group on Facebook, yeah. and it got the same review by somebody who went in there. Now I saw some stuff that was good, but and the reason I asked this question is this: maybe I just don't understand that style of baking, or maybe that because I know that what you think is. Uh, croissant here or a cookie here or whatever, when you go to Europe, it could be a little different. Not as much right. sugar, more butter, whatever the case may be. We know that happens. We know for a fact. Well, the glass knife opened up in Winter Park, mm-hmm. and we went to the glass knife, and here's what I know about the glass knife. The coffee was amazing, but the pastries we got, based on the price, were not what I would think would be pastries 
that I would have paid that kind of money for. They just didn't get to that point where I'm like, holy S, that's amazing. And then I was like, well, maybe it was just an experience we had. They just opened. I think they'd been open three or four days. And that building looks like a... That's a little soft opening, yeah. That that building looks like a hat box. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) They have an old milk truck, like painted cream with the logo. I mean, the money into that place is on point. I mean, it's where it needs to be, and it's what it needs to be. But the Orlando Foodie Group that I saw said the same exact thing. Said, you know, for the price, when you walk in and you see the building and the presentation, you're expecting like a life-changing moment with a pastry in your hand. Well, I and mean, if that's all you do. Right, yeah, yeah. If that's all you're focused on. Well, yeah. they do some savory stuff, but it's like, you know, savory, I think uh, kind of, uh, I think they do quiches and some wraps and stuff. But they basically take their baked goods. Yes. And they turn it into something savory like that. But, you know. Do you ever, I mean, you run in a situation where I find that most of the really good food that I get isn't really part of the packaging of the product. It really isn't. Like, the restaurant doesn't have to look amazing for the food to be great. It doesn't have to look amazing for the food to be great, you know. And a couple places, you know, have been great examples is Seven Bites Bakery. when oh, it's yeah. in, From its original hole-in-the-wall place in the Milk District, even with Trenna moving up the street right. into the larger place, it's really very basic when you think about what it looks like. Um, you know, Buttermilk Bakery, which is in the old original Rav Pig location on Orange Avenue, just amazing. P is for pie in Audubon Park. Um, Gideon's Cookies, oh. which I know you're a fan of. And <laughs> which, is, which is a, a place in a <laughs> mall that doesn't even look like a mall. It's like an right. old barn they turned into uh, this unbelievable market, not even steps from my house now, really. And then my ultimate favorite place to go for any special occasion cake is a place called Bake Me a Cake, and yeah. it's in Altamont Springs. And it's just so good. But when you go into these places... Um, you know, no, it's it's not like a furniture showroom or, you know, it's just not so right. – they're just straightforward. You can tell they just focus on that. You know, I, I really want the glass knife to succeed because I think it's in a great area. 100%. But I've heard – I do too, by the way. I've heard just heard some, some consistency. And what is – what makes me feel positive about that is that, okay, there's been some inconsistency, which means they hit it. They do hit it. So it's just getting to that point where you hit it all the time. Yeah, and considerably more often. The cash behind the joint, yeah. there's no question. There's all the money they need behind right. that place to make it great. And maybe I, and I, and I have yet to pay my second visit. Um, but I and am it go- always takes a couple. You're 100% right. For my restaurant right. critic days, you need to go a couple times. 100%. Yeah. That's why I almost kind of paused, but I did see that online foodie group that kind of paralleled exactly the experience we'd had. So I want to go back. But really the bigger issue was is the look of the building. I find that back in the day there was a place down on um, – near Herndon Airport. I think it was the Medina family that was in there for years or whatever in that Bumby Milk District area that had that great little Spanish restaurant. With oh, the, my goodness. With the, the grocery. The, yeah, Medina's with the, Grocery. Right, with the smothered steak yeah. and onions and black beans and rice. Yeah. It was basically an old yeah. Cumberland farm for like, with a dry cleaner at the end yeah. of it. They turned it into one of the most amazing. Medina's. Oh, my gosh. I you, miss Medina's. You had to dodge every baller in Orlando to get into that place and get a seat to sit down to get food. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. All I, right. Ladies I, and gentlemen, I give you Beefy King. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I give you Linda's Lockettino. Yes. I mean, yeah. ladies and yeah. gentlemen, I give you a lot of places. It doesn't have to be. I mean, if you look at what Ruth's Chris, or, or not Ruth's, pardon me. Uh, if you look at what Christner's did with the space and where they are, let's face it, Christner's isn't in. I remember a, Baker Street, <laughs> a place that makes Old you, Orlando yeah. that that really justifies what's behind those doors. Yeah. I mean, that area of Lee Road, yeah, not a destination has its has its shortcomings. <laughs> let's just face it; it's that cousin with a lazy eye <laughs> that always wears right. overalls with no shirt, and he rolls the legs up. I hear you. No shoot. That, yeah, that's the area. But then you have this steakhouse that. Orlando was basically built inside of since about 1993. Yeah. 
every mover and, and shaker. Serves, yeah, very consistent. Right, right, very consistent. Do. So even with that location thing, if the food is good enough, you I mean you'll travel. But I just found it kind of odd. It's like, wow, man, that building looks great. But inside, it's just kind of a bit of a facade. But I'm going to go back, maybe give them another shot. You know, I know we have some other places open up as well. I know we do, and you know, there's Chantel's is back. I'm so excited. Oh man, that, those I, of you who have been huge <laughs> fans of Chantel's, when since she was in um, Sanford, and um, and I just love her. It is home cooking as the best. You know, and I work for a lot of people who do some great fried chicken, but <laughs> Chantel is for that local small place. Um, she has a new place called Chantel's Just Until. Some of us have been teasing her. That is, this just until you want to do something else or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, because Chant- her place in, in Sanford is relatively short lived comparatively. Well, yeah, right? she moved twice, and right. but she's in that in that area that um, that has really come back off of First Street. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful old buildings. It's just really great. And I tell you, you know, if you want fried chicken, shrimp and grits, fried okra. Okay, there we go again. Jamaican beef patties. It's just kind of the place to go. Chantel is sort of like a – she's also one of these people, like Theo, who wants Sanford to succeed. Yeah, from Willow Tree, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, she just just is great. She's um, such a welcoming host. So I want everyone to get down there and support. I want Chantel not to be just until (laughs) – I want Chantel Chantel is here to stay. And where does she set up shop? Um, She is – down there by the uh, Sanford down, Avenue. Yeah, Sanford Avenue. Sorry, no, but what Brain I'm saying right is, there. it's now her new place is actually going to be down the, by the Orlando City Soccer Stadium, right? No, no, that's actually you're confusing that with the Paramore Market. Oh, my apologies, yeah. my apologies. This is so cool. Paramore Market has just opened up, and it's going to be every Saturday from eight until one o'clock, oh, eight to one p.m. on Pine Street. And Man. you know, yeah, right now that's not an area. If you would if you would have gone to anybody in Orlando ten years ago and said, "I'll tell you what, I'll make you a bet." Within 10 years, there's going to be a farmer's market right here. Yeah. I would have been able to take as much money as you could get into a wheelbarrow at that point. Nobody would have guessed yeah. it because this is actually set up. They get, did they get a grant? The city got a mega grant from the USDA, and so it's like healthy food options for West Orlando. And, you know, I just think it's it's a great location. You know, we're seeing that a lot of that space reused again. Eight to one every Saturday. you got to go down to the Paramore Farmer's Market. These things succeed because we all support. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, you know, the farmer's market thing really still has a lot of juice. A lot of people thought it was a trend, but really it's not. No, um, it is not I know that trend. winter it's park thing has been like a thing where it's people show up, they have their bags, they have their stuff, they go in, they get their – they get their food and they go off. I mean, it's just like they were going to the grocery store. Exactly. You know, and, you know, farmer's markets kind of ebb and flow as well. You know, Sanford has one, Lake Eola. We've got all of these. Mount Dora has one. Sanford does one. You know, the ebb and flow with seasons. So if you go sometime, you don't realize, if you don't know about a lot about Florida seasons, you don't realize, oh, well, it's light right now because things aren't being right, yeah. harvested and what have you. And then you go out to a wonderful place that everyone should go to, Lake Meadows Farm in Ocoee, where they actually have a farm store open just about every day of the week. Go to Google Lake Meadow Naturals and and find out their store hours. They only have things that are sourced from that farm or other local sources. Right. And just crazy, crazy good stuff year round. Again, you know, we want this. We all say, oh, you know, this is what I want and and you've got to support the economy. You've got to put your money where your mouth is, you know. You can still support your local publics because there's going to be things you're going to need to fill in with. But when you're looking for those really great local things, that's where you had to go. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Florida, of course, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Florida has a lot to offer when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, grown things. You know, yes. we also have incredible seafood as well. Um, and 
when we were talking about the farmer's market earlier, it's so funny. I remember being at East End. Even though it's not a farmer's market, they do have an entire garden out there. They're close enough to Audubon on Monday that we give it to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, so, I, you know, and I remember getting a sandwich there from Emily at Florida & Co. Uh, whom Emily I Rankin, who we love. You should go and visit because, uh, oh, by the way, her steamed shrimp basket, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but she made me a banh mi sandwich, and uh, she, as in the middle of my sandwich, she left the building. And... I looked at my wife, and I'm like, well, I'm hungry, and she just hauled ass. Uh, no, but turns out she went out to the garden, picked the greens that were going to be on my sandwich, washed them in her sink, and then put them on my sandwich. Yeah. And, and that was just like a really cool thing, you know? You're getting fresh veggies coming right from the garden. She was so proud of it. You know how she yeah. is. Yeah. But it was great. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you know, a lot of restaurants, you know, you know, including big resorts, you don't realize how many different gardens are around the city. You know, J.W. Merritt has a wonderful garden. Um, Highball and Harvest, if you've been out to the Ritz-Carlton, you know, and those, there's a wonderful um, garden out in the Grand Lakes area that's yes. really great. And at Easton Market, all of that stuff up front is not just for show. No, 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 you no. You know, no. all those boxes, those are being used by the kitchens there and the chefs that work out of them every day. And those gardens are being tended to as well. You know, I know that Disney, and it's so weird because I know that Disney for years, I mean, they, they have a giant nursery that serves for the vegetation on the properties and stuff. They, we've known it for a very long time. I don't know if they sell the public. But it was so funny. I always wondered if, like, you know, when this whole movement started, I was like, I wonder if Disney would do that. But they, they cook at such a volume, there's no way possible. They're not in that business. Yeah, there's a, yeah they're just, just simply not in that <laughs> they're business. They're in the entertainment business. But, but it is funny, though, because when we talk to the chefs that cook at all of the theme parks, and we know a bunch of them, they do revel still in getting really good ingredients. And I think even the theme parks now have really stepped up the quality of their food. I, hell, I've seen it over the last five years, just in what Universal went out there and did when they went through that entire front area when you walked in and literally changed every concept with the, with the exception of like Emeralds and a couple of other places. I mean, they just wiped that thing out and started over again. Exactly. And, man, they did a good job. There's some cool stuff out there. You know, I have to tell you, I'm a little nervous still driving on I-4. There's a little bit too much visual to see. (laughs) And I love Universal, and I wish them well. But I just... You know, all this construction, and now there's a Lexus dealership, and I look, and there's somebody on a slide, you know, and there's a volcano, and... That guy from New Hampshire's going to die. I like the way Disney's tucked away a little bit. It doesn't distract me. It's like... Well, we had a prediction when they opened up that Volcano Bay thing, like how many people would... uh, And they saw the increase in in, uh, accidents and that swath of I-4 for that period they were building that giant thing. and it's A little side-swiping going on there. Oh, are you kidding? I mean, people stop You can't look away. Yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing you can't do. You can't throw in your flashers and have your wife do a photo shoot because you think it's cool and you want to make sure everybody in Wisconsin sees it. Like, see, I was there. I was there. I was there. This guy from New Hampshire, he's dead. Right at the top. You can see him. All on ass. Um, but, you know, and there's more coming out there. I mean, yeah. that entire area. I mean, they bought that other property on the other side. We're wet and wild. I mean, it's going to be bananas going through there. Well, you know, even over at Disney Springs, Enzo's Hideaway has opened up, which is a oh. great little tunnel bar. The Edison's open. By the way, tell me. So much to go see at, 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 in downtown Disney. Or, tell- Disney Springs. I said downtown Disney. Where did that flashback come from? Yeah. Oh, Lord. That that Enzo's, it, what, what is it again? Enzo's Hideaway Tunnel Bar. That thing is supposed to be crazy, right? Like there's an entire vibe with it or something? Yeah, there is. And there's, you know, people for years have, have you know, heard about the underground tunnels at, at, you know, at Disney. I worked there. You know, I was a casual temporary employee in high school and in college. And these aren't the tunnels where the cast comes in, which that, that's, that's, way, that's way in the back under the Magic Kingdom. But anyway, they were able to add a little bit of that to Disney Springs. And so you've got, you know, a really great, you know, Italian cuisine. And then you've got cocktail 
cocktails that are craft mm. cocktails. And you got a little bit of speakeasy. You know, kind of like when in Epcot you would go out to uh, the tequila bar. In the Mexico, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Just kind of a little place you can hide away. This, of course, is because you're in a tunnel, so to speak. But, you know, you've got, you know, the Edison and the old Power and Light Company. 100%. Everything's got a great story. So if you've been to Disney Springs, you know, we're sort of going to enter that period before spring breaks start where it's going to be – Okay for locals to yeah. return. Yes, you can go back. It's safe now. Yeah, the sharks are out now. of the water. The- By the way, if you go to Disney Springs, <laughs> if you make the tour of the restaurants, Marmoto's out there, SDK's out there. Chef uh, Smith's Florida Homecoming Kitchen. You didn't let me finish, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you straight up. That's where you got to start. Uh, I'm Aww. telling you, that's where you should start your tour. Go out there, experience that first, and then understand that's the level everybody else is kind of working toward because that's that food food right. that Art makes from the good old South, and uh, that's very good. And don't don't over uh, don't forget Splitsville Luxury Lanes because it's a place to go with your kids and have a good time. Hear some great music, amazing sushi there as they, well. They have incredible food in the entire place. I hear nothing but great things yeah. about it. So yeah. that's good. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, I want to remind you guys, it's uh, ptkradio.com for all the episodes we've done of How Tuesday, which is our home cooking show where we kind of show you how to make some stuff. You can also get Heather at some cool stuff with Heather. Uh, Heather's Florida Kitchen every day at HyperOrlando.com, a platform of the Orlando Sentinel. Also at PTK Radio, you can look at all of Heather's uh, cookbooks. Order yours. It's a great buy. She's got a number of them up there. Uh, Also, give us a follow on Facebook, Primetime Kitchen. You can find us there. Other than that, book your tickets for the Egg Fest uh, at Wassie's. It's wassies.com. Also, buy your demo egg now. They will sell out. I'm giving you the heads up. You can't come up to me and say I didn't tell you. I told you. You're listening to Primetime <laughs> Kitchen on Real Radio 104.1. We'll see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.